You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Because tonight we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And I didn't even title this message anything. I'm like, well, that's enough. Holy Spirit, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. But tonight, what we're gonna do is gonna be a little bit different of a night. We're gonna really unpackage. I'm gonna do some teaching tonight on the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how we can live in the authority that Jesus has given us so that we don't need to let anything that's coming against us that is messing with our lives take any ground any longer. It's time to be released, to live free. How many people wanna live free? I'm telling you, freedom, I highly condone it. It's awesome. And then we're going to um, just touch on the gifts of the Spirit and then specifically speaking in tongues because that's a gift that actually strengthens us. And I don't know about you, but if there's any time in history, I think it's now where we actually need to allow and get the wisdom of heaven, the wisdom of God. I'm telling you, my wisdom in this day and age, not, not gonna cut it. I need the wisdom of heaven. And the way that we receive the wisdom of heaven is to um, receive the Holy Spirit. And so we're gonna talk about that tonight. So you guys ready? You're with me? Okay, one quick prayer and we're gonna get into it. God, oh God, Lord, I thank you that you are already present. That where two or more are gathered, you are here. So we recognize your presence, God. We release you, Holy Spirit, to do what you do, Father. Lord, we thank you that you're already ministering to people's hearts. Even as they walked in, they could tell there was something different. And it's not about the place, but it's about you, Jesus. So Lord God, I thank you that you would open our eyes tonight to new facets of who you are. Jesus, in our worlds, we thank you ahead of time for miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you ahead of time for liberty and liberation and freedom in our lives. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. So we're going to be talking tonight a little bit about the Father, the Son, but most specifically the Holy Spirit. And I feel like the church, like Big C, the church across the world, talks a lot about Father God, talks a lot about his son Jesus who died on a cross for our sins. And then it comes to the Holy Spirit and it's like, hey, the Holy Spirit. Anyway, moving on. I mean, we don't take the time to unpackage the third part of the Trinity. And really, to me, what I've learned in my life over the many years of being saved and being filled with the Holy Spirit is actually it's the Holy Spirit who helps me to live out my Christian walk. And so I'm so excited tonight to unpackage that a little bit. And you don't have to get nervous. Sometimes when we talk about these things, I can immediately see people just kind of clench up, um, cross arms, stop breathing, breathe. We're going to have fun tonight. The Holy Spirit is fun. Gifts. How many people would like to receive gifts? Christmas time, which is already like getting closer, which is just absolutely insane. But you know, at Christmas time, it's like you can wait up, you know, you wait up all night and then you, you run down and there's all these gifts under the tree and you go there and you know, it's up to each person as to whether they're going to just unwrap that gift or if they leave that gift just sitting under the tree. And I kind of think of the Holy Spirit like that. He's given us these beautiful gifts, but it's up to each and every one of us if we want to unwrap that gift. And more than unwrap it, if we actually want to operate and utilize the the gift that he has given us. And I don't want to see Christmas presents getting dusty. I want us to be able to receive the good gifts from heaven above. 
and actually be able to use them. The Bible says, Matthew 7, 11, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So we're gonna be asking for some things tonight. And to preface this a little bit too, I do wanna bring up, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, we don't wanna talk about the Holy Spirit because weird things happen. Weird things happen. I've over the years actually realized that people are more weird than Jesus. Like it's actually the people sometimes that become super weird. It's not Jesus. Jesus is not weird. His power unlocks so many things in our life. And so I would say, don't get tense. Oh, what's gonna happen if I go forward and I get prayed for? Am I gonna fall down? Am I gonna jump up? What's gonna happen? It's not about what happens externally. It is about what happens internally. And so tonight, as we unpackage who the Holy Spirit is, this is about getting closer to him, closer to Jesus. And that's where we concentrate, whether we fall over because the presence of God has so come upon us, and I thank the Lord that his power is so strong that he can knock me over. I think that's a good thing. And then we can get up and we can actually live out something that's shifted in our life. And so um, I really believe that it's time to really seek God. In Chronicles, it says 1611, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. So that's what we're doing tonight. We're seeking his face. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about praying in power and praying in authority. And I'm gonna do a little bit of teaching, not so much preaching. So you may need to take some notes, grab your pen. Um, We're gonna have, actually, um, if you can write this down, you can text Holy Spirit to 94090. So text, you can jot this down, Holy Spirit 94090. Because I'm going to really like supercharge, like I have about 1 billion verses to just release upon you um, as I speak tonight. And it's going to be probably be a little bit too much for all for one night, but you can go ahead and text the Holy Spirit. Um, text the Holy Spirit. That sounds really funny. <laughs> He's going to get right back to you through the airwaves. <laughs> You can text that number, and we're going to go ahead and send you some resources so you can do a deep dive on anything that we've talked about tonight. All right. So first of all, praying in power. I think one of the things that we need to know first off is that when we pray in power and in the authority that God has given us, we have to know who we are in Christ. This isn't about who we are, just are. It's who we are in Christ. And so, number one, our identity in Christ isn't about our performance. It's not about how much we read the Bible, how much we fast and pray. That doesn't determine the amount of power. Those are very good things, and those are principles that we should live by. But it's not like some measuring system. Like, I prayed enough, and so now I have enough power. The moment we receive the Holy Spirit, we have the full power of the Holy Spirit. We have to know who we are in Christ. And sometimes that can boggle our mind. We think we have to earn it. How beautiful of God that the gifts of God are not earned, they're received. So we don't work for his love. We work and we serve from his love. That's how we receive. 1 John 4.10, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Number two, true understanding of your value and the price that he paid. We've got to understand that we are the most valuable 
people on the planet. Aside from the creatures and the crawling things in the whole world, God prizes us, his, his sons, his daughters, as his most prized possession. You are loved by God. You are valued by God. Number three, you are who God says you are. The world has told us a whole bunch of lies about who we are. We are who God says that we are. So it is important that we read the word of God to know what he says about us. We're his, he designed us, he created us. The Bible says in Psalm 8, 5 through 6, for you have made him, and when he says him, it's the man and woman, a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him or her with glory and honor. You have made him or her to have dominion over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet. So that means that God has given us authority over all of the things that surround us, that's atmospheres, that's, that's the demonic realm, that's things that would seek to distort or plague or torment us. We have authority over those things. We have to know who we are in Christ. Um, number, let's go to number four. Your identity in Christ cannot be shaken. Psalm 62.2 says, truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How good is it to know the whole world can shake it up, but we don't have to be shaken when we are in Christ. Amen. Number five, you are anointed by the Holy Spirit. You are anointed by the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in all Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We have authority in Christ. And I kind of love the fact that we, knowing that we have this authority, that means that even when we pray, whether it be for ourselves or for others, it's not on us, it's on him. That was liberating for me. That freed me so much when I realized I don't have to sit around and think of the perfect prayer, point one, two, three, four, and five, and how to pray perfectly. No, instead, I can actually just lean into the Holy Spirit, begin to pray, and then he works through me. One time when I was um, in, in Ecuador, and for those of you that don't know me, and probably a lot of you don't tonight, um, I was basically came out of the womb um, with the Bible in my hand. So I was raised Christian. Um, I was four years old when I received Christ in kids' church um, at, at a Bible camp. And uh, really can say from a young kid, I really felt the Holy Spirit. I received, even as a kid, I received all of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so when I would launch out to do anything bad, I would literally like feel the Holy Spirit. I would like see my dad's face and then I would like see the Holy Spirit. That's like a double whammy, you guys. It's a big responsibility when you get saved as a kid. Anyways, grew up on the mission field. All, of course, had my own struggles and all kinds of crazy stuff that I dealt with. Um, but I've been walking with God for a long time. And um, I remember when I really began to learn this principle of being free in him. And I was in Ecuador and um, I had gone there for a conference and it was a women's conference and I was speaking there and ministering and it was just this outpouring of the spirit, it was amazing. And then so much so that everybody started telling everyone about what happened at the women's conference. And so the next town over asked if we could come, they were going to be starting a church. So the church hadn't even begun, but they had heard of the miracles. They had heard of these things that were 
were happening in the city next to them. And they said, would you come? We'll open up. We'll find a spot. We'll bring people. Would you just come and minister? So I'm like, yes, let's do this. And I was with, um, had brought a little team with me. I had some of my family with me. And so they actually opened up a restaurant. They found a restaurant, closed it for the night, opened up the door, and they just invited the town. So like all these random people... And they just told him like something awesome was gonna happen. They didn't know how to explain it. These people were not saved. Like there were a few of them were, but most of them were not. And so um, as we kind of began the night, we just started seeing more and more and more people coming in. The whole restaurant, you guys, was packed. And the owners of the restaurant, I'll never forget. It's like I could have handed them popcorn. They were just in the back like, just waiting, like watching what was gonna happen. They were not saved. And I remember feeling for that moment like, oh God, like, what do, what do I do? What do I say? Like these people that come in from everywhere, like they're seeking, they don't even know what they're seeking. And, and, and how am I gonna unpackage you in like 30 minutes, you know? And, um, and I just felt God say, Stacy, step aside. Like the Holy Spirit is really good at being the Holy Spirit. And, and I just remembered at that moment, Okay, yeah, I'll just step aside. That's easy. You do what you do. And so I remember the pressure just coming off and began to speak and began to minister. And I'll never forget that night because that night as we began to pray for people, I saw what looked like a cloud come into this restaurant and begin to fill the entire restaurant. And I began to see the presence of God break out over people. And I watched as all of a sudden people's eyes would just fill with tears and they would just begin to cry and weep. I saw as people got saved. I saw other people that got, that got filled with the Holy Ghost were praying praying in tongues and asking us what it was. They had no background, they had no teaching, but when the Holy Spirit ministers to you, miracles break out. He knows what you need. And I remember stepping aside towards the end of the night and just watching the Holy Spirit minister to people. So much so by the end of the night, I remember my mom was there and she came to me and she's like, Stacy, how are you praying for people? Cause I would like literally, this was one of those times I would just stretch out my hand and it was like 20 people would just fall out under the power of God. And I was like, and it, but it was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't me, it was the Holy Spirit. And my mom said, what are you praying? And I said, that they would receive fast. <laughs> you guys, God uses human beings. Come on, I'm sure he could have found somebody better than me, but he used us that night. She was like, great. And so we just ministered. It was one of the most beautiful nights, just seeing the Holy Spirit minister in that place. So the Holy Spirit is real and he can do real things in our lives if we will open our hearts to receive him. Okay, so... How do we pray utilizing the authority that we have in Christ? So we've established that we have authority, right? You with me? Can everybody say, I have authority? Come on, I have authority through Christ Jesus. Okay, we've got authority through Christ Jesus. So how do we utilize what we've been given? How do we pray from a place of victory, from a place of love, from a place of authority, not in ourselves, but in Jesus? This is how we do it. One, we pray from a place of victory, not for victory. We aren't pursuing the victory, we pray from victory. Jesus died that we would be saved, healed, restored in every way. We pray from victory. 
okay? We pray with thanksgiving, Matthew 14, 19. We pray confident prayers. Do you know how awesome it is to go confidently to the, the, the throne room of grace, the Bible says, that we can confidently stand before God and we can ask and we can declare. We don't have to pray prayers like, Jesus, please, if you will. Think about how that sounds. Is that from victory? No, that's, I don't know my authority. If I know my authority, then I could pray, thank you, Lord, for my healing. Thank you, Jesus, that you have given me victory. Thank you, God, for that miracle in my life. So we can pray from that place of victory. So we pray confident prayers. 1 John 5, 14, 15 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything, everybody say anything, anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked for. What a scripture. Whatever we asked for. When we understand our identity in Jesus, whatever is available to us. That's some good news. One of the things that I think kind of can hang us up sometimes or, um, you know, we can kind of stumble in is when head and heart doesn't connect. When it's like we believe it maybe in our head. I Okay, I can understand how that, but then our heart is like, oh, but I'm not confident. Oh, but I'm doubting. Or the opposite is true. It's like we believe in our heart, but then logic is saying not possible. That's something that we have to, to, to break off and allow God to let head and heart connect to allow him to connect those two together. And I think that sometimes that disconnect can happen because we don't release our burdens, the things that have happened to us, the traumas, the pains, the hurts. Those are very real things. As Christians, we don't pretend that those things don't happen. We live in a fallen world. Heaven is coming to earth. It's not here always. And so humans do funny things. And so we've experienced, probably all of us in this room, we've experienced, whether on a large scale or a small scale, a trauma, something that really has affected us. And so one of the things that I believe that we need to do, and we're going to do it tonight, is release those burdens. Allow God to take care of the things that we cannot take care of. And know that he's a good God and a good judge, and he's better at it than we are. So releasing someone in forgiveness doesn't mean that what they did was right. It's releasing them so that I can be free and letting God judge their rightness or their wrongness. That sets us free to be able to receive. And so that's something that I think is really important for us to do so that our head and heart can once again begin to connect. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety. That word anxiety means burdens, fears, stress. Cast all your anxiety on him, on Jesus, because he cares for you. How beautiful is that? Do you know that God cares for you? He doesn't just love you. He doesn't just like you. He cares. He cares about the little. He cares about the big. And he's here tonight to release us, to receive him fully and to let that stuff go so that we could connect head and heart to fully receive every good gift from heaven above. We are given the authority to be set free in Christ Jesus. God has given us authority over every type of wickedness. He's given us authority over the spirit of fear. And, and please understand that fear is not just something that's here and go, it's a spirit. 
Now, that can seem horrible because it's like, oh, it's a spirit. What's that? You know, is that a ghost that haunts me? No, no, no. The, the cool thing about it being a spirit is that because it's a spirit, we can actually cast it out. If it's a spirit plaguing us, then we can tell that spirit to leave us so that we can have peace and a sound mind. So we can be free from the spirit of fear. We can be free from the spirit of rejection. If we have experienced rejection in our life, that's something that we have an opportunity to take authority over. If you feel like, oh my gosh, every relationship, I just get hurt every time. Or even in uh, families, you know, mother, daughter, father, son, I just was abandoned when I was younger. And so now every relationship that I have, I feel that level of rejection. That's a spirit that has been plaguing us and we can be released from that spirit so that we can experience healthy, wonderful, beautiful relationships. We can be free from the spirit of of bitterness and unforgiveness. We can be free from sexual immorality and the things that maybe happened in history. God can bring wholeness to our life. If we've experienced or if we've been in any type of the um, occult or witchcraft or, you know, kind of toyed around with those things when we were teenagers or whatever that might be, those are spirits that come through and we can reject those spirits and tell them to leave. Now, the cool thing about being able to break free from these spirits that plague us is living um, not only not in fear, but living in our authority and our freedom. And I can remember... Um, years ago, when I actually first started coming to this church. Because a lot of times, our normal is just our normal. Like, oh gosh, I didn't even know that I was completely stressed all the time. Or I didn't know that I was in fear of these things. I just thought that's the way I was. But when the way I was, all of a sudden hits the power of God, we discover who we really are. We don't have to live in that normal anymore. We can live completely free. And when that happens, when we begin to get an understanding of that, I feel like sometimes that's when, you know, the devil comes prowling around, the Bible says, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He doesn't devour everyone. He seeks those he can devour. That means we can reject those spirits that are coming and trying to attack us. And one night when I was um, just coming to this church, maybe the, the first year that I started coming, um, it was kind of a normal night, I remember, and I just, um, you know, went to sleep. But all of a sudden, about two o'clock in the morning, I wake up, and it's like a stark like wake up. And that's a big deal because I'm a really good sleeper. Like I have slept through like earthquakes. I have slept through fires happening and trees crackling because they were splitting. I have slept through all kinds of things. Like my friends know that if there is something like natural, like a tornado or something, they need to call, they need to break down my door if it's the middle of the night because I don't wake up. I sleep really well. Um, But this night, all of a sudden, two o'clock in the morning, I just wake up and and my room is like freezing cold and it's dark and it's cold and I immediately feel fear. I feel fear gripping me and I'm not typically a fearful person. And I'm lying there and then all of a sudden I see, all of a sudden this like dark figure look kind of like a, like a panther and it had two beady little eyes and it just kind of pounced, one, two, and then it pounced right on me. And I remember lying there and it was like this dark figure was just sucking the breath out of me. And I just remember being like, what is happening? What is happening? And then I'll never forget, um, this demon, this spirit looked at me in my eyes and it spoke. And it said to me, you will not prophesy. 
you will not prophesy. And I remember everything in me rising up. And I remember just going, in the name of Jesus, yes, I will prophesy. I will prophesy. I will speak the good news of Jesus. Yes, I will. And I stood up and I was shouting, you know, this, this demon away and off it went because at this sound, at the name of Jesus, when we know our authority, it doesn't mean that sometimes bad things don't happen to us, but when they do, we've got an opportunity. We don't just have to take it. We don't just have to lie down. No, we can stand up and go, no, I'm not going to live like that anymore. We take our rightful place in the authority that Jesus has given us. You know, I never dealt with that spirit again, never saw it again, never had that happen to me again. And so even if they come to try to just mess with us, know that... We can tell it to leave in Jesus' name. The Bible says in Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Matthew 18, 18, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will. Somebody say he will. He will flee from you. I love the Holy Spirit so much. I love when we get to know who he is in our life and the authority that we have. And when the Holy Spirit comes and we receive the Holy Spirit, one of the most beautiful things is when we receive the Holy Spirit, which is just really an acknowledgement of receiving. Anybody heard of like the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, what baptism means is that we are fully immersed, that our eyes are open, that our hearts are open, and we go, I believe and receive in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I receive every good gift from heaven above, and I'm gonna operate in those gifts. That's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then we can operate in the gifts that he has given us. So I wanna touch on a couple of the gifts and then just focus a little bit on speaking in tongues so that we can walk out of here with all authority that has been given in heaven to us on earth through the Holy Spirit. You with me? We're good, we're tracking, we're doing good? All right, so why do we need the Holy Spirit? Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says this, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority, somebody say all authority. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. The reason we need the Holy Spirit and the gifts that he has given us is to fulfill the work that he's called us to. He called us to fulfill the great commission. What is that? To reach the ends of the earth with the gospel and to disciple people. I don't know about you, but that's too daunting of a task by myself. I'm like, okay, save the whole world, get them discipled, get, teach them everything that you have commanded. That's a lot. How do I do that? Not by my strength, but by his. I can invite the Holy Spirit in and he helps me and he works through me. So how good of a God to give us a job description and then to give us the resource or the mechanism in which to fulfill that job description. He gives us the Holy Spirit. The nine gifts that he gives us, you can find those in 1 Corinthians 12, um, 1, 8 through 11. Um, he gives us the words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning spirits, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gift of faith, the gift of healings, and the working of miracles. All of those gifts come through the Holy Spirit. 
So when we receive the Holy Spirit, we now have an opportunity to operate in all of these gifts. We may have an unction, we may get stronger in one gift or the other gift, but we have access to all the gifts. Why do we have access to all the gifts? Because we may need a different one depending on the circumstance or the situation. What if I only had the gift of prophecy and somebody needed to be healed? So he gives us all the gifts so we can lean into the Holy Spirit so that no matter what is plaguing another person, they can be totally and completely set free. Can I hear an amen? amen. Might need to say amen again so I can just take a sip of water. Amen. Cheers, cheers, thank you. Okay. What does being baptized in the Holy Spirit look like? We just touched on that. Mark 16, 17 through 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So what does it look like to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Freedom. It looks like deliverance. It looks like healing. It looks like miracles. It looks like signs, miracles, wonders, following those that believe. Again, we don't pursue those. They pursue us when we receive the Holy Spirit. One of the things that I love specifically about speaking in tongues is, and for those of you that don't know what that is, speaking in tongues is simply a prayer language. It's a prayer language that God has given to each of us uniquely, that we can pray to Jesus, we can pray, and the Holy Spirit can petition on our behalf the perfect will of God over our lives through a language that we don't know or not understand. How genius of Jesus. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes in my own language, I want to speak faith, but doubt comes out. I want to have confidence, but fear comes through. What if he figured out a way where we could pray with all confidence that his perfect will would be done over our lives, that it would even bypass our natural understanding so that he could bring about everything that he destined for each and every one of us. In Acts 1.8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. In Acts 2, 1 through 4, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. So just a little background. This is the disciples meeting up in a room. Jesus had told them before he ascended to heaven, he said, listen, um, I want you to go preach the gospel to all nation, nations, discipling them. I want you to go, but I want you to wait until you receive power. So there they were, waiting to receive power. And then this is what the Bible said. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all of the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled. Can somebody say all filled? With the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance, as the Spirit gave them utterance. So when we go to pray in and through the Spirit of God, we have to put our own breath, but then Jesus in faith fills that breath with his words. It's a partnership. It is not robotic. You don't all of a sudden feel like you become a robot and, and Jesus takes a hold of your mouth and you begin to pray through the Holy Ghost. It doesn't work like that. He's a gentleman. He never comes in unless he's asked. And so instead, we invite him in. We can put breath and, and Jesus begins, the Holy Spirit begins to minister and speak through us. This is what the Bible says. 
um, in Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we ought to pray for. How many ever been in that place? How many that place in this season? Oh, Lord. After last night, oh, Lord. I don't know what to pray for. I am so thankful that I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and that he can pray through me his perfect will in Jesus' name. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is saying, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You guys, one last story, and we're going to start praying for people. I can remember, like I had told you, I grew up um, a Christian. I went on my own journey and really stepped out and believed um, in God and the things of God. And, um, but I can remember when I moved, um, my family are missionaries in Ecuador, and I moved from Ecuador to the U.S. And I went to university uh, here in America, and um, I hadn't even realized it, to be really honest with you, Um, that after I had graduated college, I loved the Lord, I loved Jesus, I was serving him. Um, But little by little, I just felt like that prayer language I wasn't operating in. I wasn't, I used to speak in tongues all growing up. And I hadn't even realized that I hadn't been speaking in tongues until one day, my parents, they were always having these wonderful like ministers through at their house and they're super hospitable and they're these, they're pastors in Ecuador and they would always have these wonderful like prophets and um, people that operated in miracles, signs, wonders, all those things. And I was like, listen, I'm in the US. I've gone to so many churches and I like cannot find a place where they're teaching about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I said, next time uh, a minister comes through the house, would you call me and have him prophesy over me over the phone? Works through airwaves. We learned that earlier. And so um, they said, sure, yeah, we'll do that. And listen, I still went to church. I still operated in in the way that I knew how, but there was a part of me that had grown cold. There was a part of me that had shut down. And um, I remember this prophet um, had come through and they called me and they said, Stacy, um, we've got this prophet. He wants to pray over you. And I'm like, yep, awesome. And I remember I was on the eight freeway driving like 85 miles an hour because I don't like to drive slow. And so I pull over to the side of the road um, and I'm like, hold on just one sec. And I just pull on the side of the freeway and I just stop. And I said, here, I'm, I'm listening. You can pray for me. And so this, this, this man, he just began to pray over me and he began to prophesy. He didn't know anything about me. And he said, Stacy, he said, well, first off, before I pray, he's like, you speak in tongues, right? And I was about to be like, of course, obvi, missionary kid, hello. And as I was about to say that, I was like, wait, when was the last time? When was the last time I prayed with authority? When was the last time I began to pray and allow the Holy Spirit to move through me? And I hadn't even realized that logic and knowledge and all these things that were coming at me is what took over. And I had stopped speaking in tongues. And so I'm kind of honest. So I said, uh, no. And then I hear my dad in the background, what? (laughs) You've spoken in tongues since you were five. And then I just went, I know, but I stopped. So he said to me, Stacy, you received the Holy Spirit when you were five. That gift is still active, alive in your life. All you need to do is pray and receive again.
and begin to operate in the authority that is rightfully yours. And I said, yes, sir, I will. And then he prophesied over me. He spoke about what I'm doing today. He said that I would own a home in San Diego. He said I would come into an apostolic church where that church would become like another family to me, where my gifts would come alive and I would minister through the Spirit. He told me of jobs that I would have and those are the exact jobs that I had. Everything he prophesied actually came to pass over the years. And I can remember during that season, as I went to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, I remember being just in my own home and in my own house and just stopping and praying, God, I want that gift again. God, I want to speak. I want to minister. I want you to flow through me again. Because if I were really honest with you, which I am, also it became very difficult to pray. I found that praying without the Holy Spirit is a lot harder. This has been my experience. In fact, I'm such an A-type personality. Anybody list people here? Like to check off the list? I'll even think of things and then just check it off to make myself feel better. That's an A-type personality. And so, <laughs> and so when it came to the Word of God, because I wasn't praying through the power of the Holy Spirit, everything got real tough. And I remember thinking, well, I want to pray. So what do I pray for? I want to pray perfectly. I want to make sure that I'm praying well. And I remember I got a binder and I got this big, huge binder and I got these files and I began to pray for, okay, like what's important? I should be thanking God. We come to God in Thanksgiving. Okay, so I'm going to thank God. Okay, then after I thank God, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for, oh, I should probably maybe first pray for my family. Then I'm going to pray for the church. Then I'm going to pray for, and then the files kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, I had a file book about like that. This is just to make y'all feel better. And so that's difficult. And I remember sitting there in my room, opening up the big file book and then just closing it. Like, I don't know how to do this. This is too hard. And I remember after that man prophesied and prayed over me and sitting in my own room, I took that file and I put it away. And I stood before God and I said, Holy Spirit, I receive you. I receive every part of who you are. Operate in my life, oh God. Lord, I want to reignite the gift that you have placed on the inside of me. And in the privacy of my own home, I began to speak in a language not known to me, but known to Jesus himself. And I can tell you this, that from that very moment, praying got real easy. Praying was no more labor, it was love. Praying was no more, I need to pray harder, and how do I pray, and what do I pray? It just began, I could just pray, and God, and do you know that after I started praying through the Holy Spirit, things just started happening. Order began to happen. I remember learning that, oh my goodness, when I go to pray, if a thought comes to my mind, I can take that thought and release it to God, not push it away. Many people pray prayers, and it's like, oh my gosh, and then my to-do list, so I stopped. I'm like, God cares about your to-do list. I was sitting there and I was praying and then this came to mind and I shoved it away. Don't, bring it forward. It's the very thing God wants to release you of. It's all of those thoughts. What a tactic of the devil. We're pushing away the Holy Spirit when we should be pulling him in. And instead, as those things, those thoughts would come up, I would just go, oh, I release you, that to you, God. Lord, thank you for taking care of that. And then I would speak in my heavenly language. And I would feel the Holy Spirit. And sometimes you feel Him and sometimes you don't. It doesn't mean He's not working. He works at all times and in every way. And He can do that for you just as much as He could do that for me. So can I get everybody to stand on their feet, please?
praying in tongues is direct communication. It's a conversation with Jesus where He does business on our behalf, where He ministers through us. So I wanna do a couple things tonight as the worship begins to play. I wanna pray um, for a couple different things because I feel like for some of us, and I really felt it for tonight, that that logic and that heart that there was a disconnect. That either some people are living in their logic and they gotta let it go. God cares about all of those things, but He cares too much to let your wheels keep turning. Let His wheels turn. For others of you, there's burdens and there's traumas and there's pains and there's hurts that maybe you never brought to surface and let God in to heal you from that place. When did it first begin? When did the fear start? When did the anxiety begin? When couldn't you sleep through the night? That's not normal. That does not have to be your normal. You should sleep peacefully because the Bible says that the angels watch over us. You should wake up and peace be a part of your life. The Bible says joy comes in the morning. That means that our night better have been peaceful if I'm gonna wake up joyful. What's the devil stolen from you that tonight it's time to get back? Some people in this place, it's time to get your peace back. It's time to get your hope back. It's time to again re-engage. For some of you, like my story, you'll connect with that and go, I once, I was strong in the spirit and now I feel like farther away. You can come right back up close. I went farther away from Jesus. He never left me. He was always there. So we're gonna pray and we're gonna do business with God and we're gonna let some of those things go. And then as we do that, then I wanna pray for those of you that want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, either for the first time or you've grown cold and it's time to reignite those gifts. So right now we're just gonna pray and I'm just gonna ask you to come forward. I think it's always good to step out of where we were, even as an act of faith. So if you wanna do business with God right now and you wanna just pray and be released from some of those things that I talked about, I want you to just come forward. Just stand up here on the altar where lives are literally altered. This isn't just a piece of carpet, this is a place for the Holy Spirit to dwell. Yeah, just come forward, just come forward. There's probably lots of us, I'm telling you. What a year, what a season it's been, but God, He loves you so much. He doesn't want to leave you where you have been. He wants to take you to new and wonderful places. Yeah, just come on in, fill up the place. Doesn't have to be pretty. Just come forward. Here's what we're gonna do. Start. Yeah, you can come out. So good. I'm going to pray a prayer and we're going to break some things off of our life. And like we talked about at the beginning, this is all about you getting closer to Jesus. So I want you to go ahead and close your eyes. If you want to lift your hands, lifting hands is a sign of surrender. I surrender my will. Let thy will be done. I surrender the way that I lived my life. Let your will be done in my life. I surrender the pain. I surrender the trauma. I surrender the hurt. I surrender the person that has afflicted me all of these years. I release, I surrender. I'm gonna pray and I just want you, whatever that thing is, whether it's a person, a situation, a spirit that has messed with you, it is time to take our rightful place 
as sons and daughters. We as a son or a daughter have access to God our Father, to the Holy Spirit, to allow Him to war on our behalf. And that's what we're gonna do tonight. So I wanna pick you to picture that person, that trauma, that pain, that spirit, whatever that thing is that has plagued you. And either it's a time to release or it's a time to raise up your, your authority and tell it to leave in the name of Jesus. So we're gonna do that in this place right now. And you're just gonna do that right there where you are. I wanna teach you that because I don't want you to have to wait on another person to get you released from the things that God wants you to be released from. You can do this anytime, anywhere. You can rise up in your authority and you can ensure that those things that have been plaguing you can leave in the name of Jesus. It's only the name of Jesus that sets us free. So come on, let's begin to pray. Those of you that do pray in tongues, begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray, begin to cry out, begin to picture that things. For those of you that don't yet, I want you to picture that thing and bring it to the foot of Jesus. Begin to picture Jesus. Release that thing, that person, that situation. That's where release it to Jesus. I'm just gonna pray a prayer and allow the Holy Spirit just to move in your hearts and your minds as we experience freedom in this place. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over every wicked spirit in the name of Jesus. We bind you. We say you leave right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority right now. The authority that you have given us, Jesus, and we say we are released by the power of your name, Jesus. I bind and I break every single tormenting spirit, the one that is trying to steal peace, and I say you are rebuked. You leave in the name of Jesus. You have no place. You have no authority when it comes to the sons and the daughters of the living God. I say leave in the name of Jesus. Spirit of infirmity, where it's been generations of sickness and disease, tonight it stops. Tonight it ends. I speak release right now. Your healing anointing would come. Oh, I speak, oh God, to the ones that have been rattled by unforgiveness, that they just couldn't let it go. It's a spirit. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let that person go that you might be set free. We release right now forgiveness, oh God. We come to you anew and afresh. We repent of our sins, of our wicked ways, oh God. Forgiveness for our part, and we release you, oh God, to be a good God, to be the judge on high, the king and the priest over our life right now. I speak release over people right now. I speak release over people, minds that have been cluttered with chaos. I speak to witchcraft in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you and I say, Leave in the name of Jesus. I speak to generational strongholds in the name of Jesus that have come down generation to generation. Tonight it stops. In the name of Jesus, it stops with the hero generation. It stops with those of us tonight that have believed in you, Jesus, and in your name. God, I thank you that you are good. I thank you that you are good. We praise you in this place. Thank you, O Lord. Thank you, O God. Just allow God to continue to minister to you. I want us to all say this prayer. So for those of us that have grown cold through the Holy Spirit, or for those of us 
that haven't spoken in tongues yet. Can I just get a wave of a hand so I know who I'm praying for? If you've never spoken in tongues and you want to tonight. Awesome, awesome. It's gonna be such a great night. And ministers, if you take a look at those hands, I might just have someone stand behind you, but we're just gonna pray. We're gonna pray. Nothing weird, this is the Holy Spirit. Your prayer language given to you tonight. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna all pray this prayer together. We're gonna pray and receive and get baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're gonna receive the fullness. Every gift under that tree is for you tonight. How awesome is that? Every gift is given to you. So we're gonna receive that gift. We're gonna ignite that gift. And after we pray that prayer, God is good. If we ask, the Bible says we receive. So there is no doubt, will I get it, will I not? It's not a thing to be gotten, it's a person, it's the Holy Spirit. If you ask Him to come in, He will come in. And then we're going to speak and we're gonna pray in tongues, a language that we don't know, but God does. And the way that we do that is we simply put breath. We do our part, God does His. How does it happen? I don't know, it's a miracle. But I prayed with people all over the world and this has happened a receiving of the Holy Spirit, outbreaking in speaking in tongues. It's one of the signs, not the sign, but one of the signs that you have received the Holy Spirit is that you speak in tongues because this particular gift is a gift that strengthens you. I don't know what I ought to pray for. So the Spirit prays on my behalf. It builds you up, the Bible says, in your most holy faith. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Yep. I want you just to repeat after me. I receive. Come on, let's say it loud. I receive and acknowledge God our Father who sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. You resurrected and gave to me the Holy Spirit who is with us always even to the end of the ages. I receive, say it again, I receive you Holy Spirit and every good gift from heaven above. I choose today to function in the gifts you have given me. And I thank you tonight for my heavenly language In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.